welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. And for those listening on the podcast, we're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are, are people who, in my humble opinion, are getting that done day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories This week, we've got a special guest lined up. We're going to visit with Mike Emerson and his company, Huntington Steel, in Huntington, West Virginia. Mike, thanks for being on the show today. Good afternoon, Jim. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. I'm excited to have you on the podcast and share your story this week. Mike Emerson is the CEO and owner of Huntington Steel. Huntington Steel is a well-known steel supplier and steel fabricator that was originally started back in 1904 as a boiler repair and manufacturing shop by James A. Diddle and his brother. Today, they have three locations, one in Huntington, that's their main main shop, one in Morgantown in the Westover area, and also in Pikeville, Kentucky. Mike Emerson was born and raised in Huntington. He's a graduate of the University of Kentucky. He's married to his wife, Christine, for 41 years, which is an accomplishment in itself. And they have four children, all who are married, and Mike has five grandchildren so far. Mike has been involved and chaired the board of the Tri-State Community Foundation, the Mount West Community College Foundation, Covenant School, a private Christian school in Huntington, as well as leadership in his local church. I invited Mike on the show today to talk about his company, to, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company he leads in West Virginia. Mike, Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, one of the things you mentioned was Huntington Steel started in 1904. And, yeah. You know, obviously, I didn't come in until uh, mid to late 80s. So the, the company and the group of people were successful before I even was born or came <laughs> on the scene. So sure. there's a... The, the, you have to just appreciate that people have been doing this for a long time Absolutely. and their focus has been on taking care of customers for a long time. So uh, I was actually involved in a different industry before I came into the, uh, the family business. I, uh, it was my wife's family's business. So I was, I was working for IBM. I was a computer dude selling uh, in Kentucky before I moved back to Huntington to to learn the steel business. And, and so that's a transition for anybody that's, um, moved back into a family business. You know, there's a, 
there's a transition, but it was it was smooth and it's been a blast ever since. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So so Mike, t- take us to that spot of your the thing that you're most excited about right now. I mean, obviously you've been in this business a while now. What's the thing that's you're most excited about right now? Well, for for a, an organization that's been around for 116 years, there are there are inflection points. There are, yeah. there are points of dynamic change, and generally it has to do with either uh, something going on in the economy, in their particular industry, mm. or within management. Uh, and particularly for an old line company, uh, a management transition uh, is is either a blunder and a cluster, or it is something that can be exciting and well planned and orchestrated. So uh, I'm I'm you know on the cusp. I'm looking at you know I'll turn 64 in September, and mm. and so I'm looking at that transition time. And I've got two sons and a son-in-law in the business, mm. and a tremendous management team that's young um uh, and so not only do i have some younger guys but i've got some folks that have been doing uh business for 15 20 25 years so we've got a great mix and so that transition you know you you need new blood you need a new generation to come in because they inject new ideas they inject change they inject just this pure raw energy that uh energizes a place mm. and particularly for an older business yeah you, definitely. you have to have that it's mm. it's the lifeblood of keeping the organization fresh and and moving forward and doing new things and taking care of our customers in new ways so mm. frankly i'm excited about this next uh, transition period. My oldest, Daniel, uh, other people call him Dan. He was born Daniel. I'm going to call him that. Um, <laughs> he's currently the COO of the company. Uh, he's looking at uh, moving up to the position of president within the next uh, six, eight months or less. Um, so uh, he and his management team are are ready to take it to the next level. Uh-huh. It's pretty darn exciting. That is exciting. You got me pumped up just listening to you. <laughs> That's great. Mike, just, uh, you know, for those of, of us who are who don't know Huntington Steel and, and what you guys do, uh, what's your 30-second pitch for Huntington Steel? In other words, what is it that you tell people that you do? Well, first of all, we we provide metal to customers in all kinds of industries mm. that need that as a building product. Um, and just that, again, this is a, this is a short commercial on steel. It is the best building product on the planet. It's the most recycled product. It's cheap as dirt. It's strong, takes a lot of energy to change it. Mm. It has built this country. Yes. And the fact that you can have something that's recyclable, and builds and is strong and lasts. It's just it's a tremendous product. So we we supply construction firms. We can we supply manufacturing concerns. We've got products that we're making as part of our customers' products mm. that are going all over the planet. We've got a customer here in Huntington that that is the premier conveyor maker 
uh, parts maker for the planet, and they're shipping product uh, with our steel to Chile and Argentina mm. and Australia. Wow. And, and so, um, we, we not only supply, if you need to build a trailer, we supply angle for that. If you need beams for your house, you need rebar for your concrete decking mm. for your roof. You know, we, we take care of the fellow that wants to spend $75 as well as we've got contracts for a million dollars. We, mm. you know, a couple of years ago, we built the Marshall engineering uh, building, we've supplied all the steel, hmm. which was, you know, 900,000 tons. Um, so we, and that's a broad spread hmm. to be able to take care of somebody that walks in and wants 10 pieces of rebar to a million dollar contract. Yeah. But when you've been around for a long time, you develop that expertise. So a lot longer than 30 seconds, but we, t- we take care of our customers <laughs> with metal great. products. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And and you guys, not, you also have a fabrication uh, unit as well that does fabrication and building of, of things, not just supplying the, the, the raw steel, but also doing fabrication. Is that correct? That's correct. And that, and that really involves not just welding, mm-hmm. uh, fitting and welding in the shop, but it does that. Um, and we're both an AWS, uh, as well as an AISC certified shop. But yeah. on the, on the beginning side of that, it takes, uh, an engineering group. So mm-hmm. we've got engineers on site. We've got, uh, even, uh, interns from the engineering school at Marshall wow. that are in house. So, so we've got engineers that are doing the drawings that are looking at the architectural drawings that are helping customers work through things all the way to producing those drawings, getting them out to the shop, producing the steel, loading it on trucks so it can build buildings. Yeah. And we've built them exactly. from WVU all the way to Marshall, Southern West Virginia, yeah. up in Washington, D.C., et cetera. Well, that's great. How many employees do you have? Uh, currently have about 83. Oh That's a big business. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nice well, and, and, and we've been larger at different times, mm-hmm. but we've also, um, bought businesses and sold them. Uh, and that's, you know, that's kind of getting to <laughs> kind of the heart of your, uh, podcast and yeah. why folks are, are listening is because, you know, it, it can happen, and it does happen every day. You yes. can start businesses and sell them, and it's a blast. Yes, absolutely. Mike, what's the geographic market that you serve? I mentioned that you have three locations, you know, Huntington, Morgantown, slash Westover, and then Pikeville, Kentucky. Where do your customers come from? Well, I, I would I would kind of put it in two camps. Mm-hmm. So one, one area is more the pure distribution. Mm-hmm. We're buying product from domestic steel mills and selling it to customers. And you can get about an hour away, maybe two hours from a location. So hour and a half from Pikeville, hour and a half, two hours from Morgantown, yeah. and the same for Huntington for that type of business. Mm-hmm. For the fabrication business, you know, you've got some some value add. You've got some engineering time, and so you can ship those products further and be competitive, particularly up in the Northeast. But we look, we generally look at a 250, 300 mile radius. Generally, cool. yeah, that's great. So, Mike, as as the CEO and owner of Huntington Steel, how uh, 
How long have you been in that particular role? Well, uh, I came here in 86, so I've mm-hmm. been here for a few years. Yeah. And uh, the, the short answer to your question is that uh, I've been <laughs> either the president or the CEO for about 25 years. Yeah. Well, so uh, you, you've seen a lot of things, right? Yeah. What's, uh, what would you define as your, if you can, put it into one, your best business moment since you've been at the helm of Huntington Steel? Well, um, best can be defined a couple of different ways. Sure. Um, I guess one of the ways I would describe it is uh, something where I learned a whole lot. Um, and another, a different way, which would give a different answer, is the one that we would, that was most uh, economically lucrative. Um, and, and I'll talk about that since lots of people want to focus on money, but, um, we helped a fella, um, grow his business, mm-hmm. ended up being a, a, a very integral part of his organization and a partner, um, and, and watch that business grow and expand to a second location down in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then, ultimately sell it to a, uh, a national firm, um, which, which was economically beneficial. You had an exit strategy and, you know, I was working with a fellow by the name of John Moody, who is brilliant. He's focused on taking care of his customers. Customer service was just phenomenal. Great guy, extremely knowledgeable. We partnered up and it was a it was a great thing together because he, um, I just got a lot of respect for him as an individual, his character and and work ethic, and we grew a business from oh, a couple hundred thousand to a couple million. Wow, uh, that's got to be ex- and- yeah, got to be incredibly gratifying to be able to to do that in terms of you know like a partnership or whatnot and working with Absolutely. some folks and and I, I I've never met you, Mike, with all uh, with all uh, fa- in all fairness to everybody sure. listening, but uh, you sound like a, a real guy of character just from talking to you, and I, I just can imagine uh, the gratitude that you had in uh, in your heart just for that opportunity, you know, to be able to Absolutely. serve people like that. That's that's pretty cool. What about uh, from the flip side of that, your worst business moment. I, even though this is positively West Virginia, you know, obviously that's our our main thrust here. But sometimes I feel like sharing a uh, a tough time in business. Uh, we can all learn a lot from that, being in those valleys as well. Well, and my father-in-law would agree with you wholeheartedly, Sterling Hall. He, he his approach is. You don't really w- learn a lot from your wins and your successes, <laughs> but man, when you lose something, that you you learn a whole lot. Yes. And and, and one of the exciting things, I, I, I again, I formed another partnership with a, another fella um, who was um, uh, Danish, and we ended up starting a business that catered to the windmill industry. Mm. Uh, we made a particular product called a climb assist that allowed someone to climb up in a wind turbine because uh, those suckers are tall and no it doubt. takes a long yeah. time to climb a, a ladder. Yeah. And so we created this this product together and, and developed it and, and literally sold it on an international scale 
Um, and then, and it was doing great guns. We had 5 million in contracts. We thought we were, we thought we were brilliant. And, and then 2008 happened. And if anyone knows anything about the wind industry, it is, it is debt driven. Yeah. And so if, if you remember 2008 mm-hmm. and nine, sure. there was this sucking sound of all <laughs> the cash being sucked out of the economy. Uh-huh. So, so we had $5 million worth of contracts that got pulled. Wow. I mean, just evaporated overnight. Mm. Well, uh, you talk about learning a lot because all of a sudden, you know, you got no cash and you've got people spread all over two countries and, and sales. And, and we watched this thing implode. And, you know, when you go to the bank, um, and, and you've signed personally Mm. for a whole bunch of money, uh, that you don't have sitting in a bank and they say, we can't loan you any more money. Uh, that that's a sinking feeling that no uh, that sticks with you. Yeah. But uh, I will tell you, Jim, the thing that I learned more than anything else was God doesn't care about my money. He doesn't care about my business. What he cares about is me. Mm. And so I had I had turned my focus that business was more important than anything else. And I realized through that that I was wrong on that. Mm. Business is important. I love business. Mm. It's a, a way of taking care of people and mm. families, mm. Uh, and it will do that uh, if you nurture it. But, man, uh, the Lord's most important, and wow. and that's the Amen. big – that's the takeaway that I learned from that experience. Yeah, that's, so, uh, that's powerful That was stuff. a tough one. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Folks, our, our guest today is Mike Emerson. He's the CEO and owner of Huntington Steel based in Huntington, West Virginia. And I just want to take a few seconds to mention some of our incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. And they are Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like Mike Emerson and his company, Huntington Steel. Mike, what is the vision that you have for Huntington Steel long-term. You kind of talked about the transition, the uh, your your personal exit strategy, if you will, you know, stepping down soon in, a, in the coming months and maybe in the next year. But what is the vision that you have for Huntington Steel long-term? Well, let, let me inter- inter- interject just one point, and that yes. is um, uh, I have uh, plans, but but it's the next generation it's mm. the new way. When when I yes. came into the organization back in the late '80s, uh, I was termed the uh, uh, not only me but the the other young guys. We were the new wave, and <laughs> and so uh, we lived through that that uh, transition with the with the older group and the younger group. And by the way, just a shout out to my father in law. He did it as well as it can be done. Wow, uh, that transition. And so part of my goal. And part of my vision is to pass that baton well to the next generation. Awesome. So uh, the, the thing I get in, in just real quick, part of my transition is now I get to go on the road a little bit uh, for the next uh, year or two or however long that ends up being. Mm. And I get to go see my 
customers face to face. You know, when you're stuck on the corporate side, you spend too much time in the office. But mm. but now um, my sons are giving me the opportunity to get on the road a little bit, uh, which I love to do and go mm. see my customers and see what they do. Because mm. as you've pointed out on your podcast, we do some tremendous things in West Virginia yes. that are just uh, world class. Yeah. And it's done right here in West Virginia. And if we don't grasp that, it's just we're we're crazy. But we've got we've got great people. So getting back to your question, what vision do I have? The the vision that we have is um, our customers will will lead us in where they need us to go. Mm. And because if I'm taking care of my customers, I'm doing my job. Now, I also mm. need to be the expert in the room having to do with metal and how you change it, how you produce it, what's the best way to do, what's the right grade and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, And I accept that responsibility. Um, but but if, if I'm learning what they're doing and interjecting my expertise mm. and helping them be successful, that that's my job yeah, is absolutely. making my customers successful, whether absolutely. it's, you know, and I mentioned John Moody, we were in the galvanizing business. Yeah. He did that well. Yeah. Uh, awesome. We also helped John and Scott Getz start Charleston mm. Steel up in Charleston. Um, and, and they're taking care of their customers up there. So, mm. you know, that's, that's our job is to figure out how to make our customers successful. Well, you know, Mike, listening to you talk, I, I talk about it in this way. You know, your customer is the hero. You're not the Amen. hero. You're not the hero. Amen. Mike Emerson's not the hero, but Mike Emerson plays a vital role in the success yes. strategy of those folks. You are the guide in the process. Yep. You're Absolutely. the trusted advisor. You have empathy. You have incredible knowledge. You've been doing this for umpteen years, since 1986 and beyond, and the company since 1904. So that, I mean, that, that's so awesome. And I love the way you explain that because... Well, and, and let me interject just, yeah, a, just real quick. Yeah. Most of us, before we are in the business that we're in, we did something else. That's right. And each one of those experiences mm. are building blocks. Mm. I mean, I, I started, I sold insurance for mm. Northwestern Mutual, and then I worked mm-hmm. for IBM, yeah. and then I came to Huntington Steel. Well, I still use the insurance expertise I learned 40 years ago Sure, in my business. Yeah. And the computer stuff I yeah. learned with IBM, man, I'm still using that today. Yeah. So yeah. everybody needs to bring those experiences from their past mm. to apply it to their current place. So sorry for interrupting. No, that was, that was great. That was great. How do you attract new customers? Well, um, the the what you've got to do is you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Mm. So so in my day, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, it was print media, it was it was radio, it was TV. Um, and so you know, if you're not doing all the different levels of social media and 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 you know, frankly, things like this podcast where you've got to get your name out. Mm in a positive fashion in the way people are listening, mm. you, you've got to explore all those things. And that's why some of your sponsors are critical components to getting the word out um, so that people know who you are and what you're I mean, steel is not an exciting product 
until you kind of get under the covers. Yes, exactly. Like but, you were just, you eloquently described the, the power of steel, you know, and how, it, the strength of it and how our country was built on it. What's, Mike, just kind of thinking, like, here we are, you know, at the time of this recording, July 13th, 2020, and, you know, aside from COVID-19 and all the stuff that we're facing there, what's one of the biggest challenges that Huntington Steel faces right now? Well, we need good hardworking, smart people. Mm. And, and frankly, that is why I love being in West Virginia. Um, because people in this state have a work ethic that they learned at home. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's one of the benefits of being in West Virginia from yeah. my perspective, yeah. uh, is because you, you've had to work, you know, growing up and and so what what we need is we need folks that are willing to learn and willing to work and willing to bring what they've learned somewhere else mm. to us. Mm. I love that. Uh, that's that's awesome. And that's that. Quite honestly, that's uh, that's that's hope and optimism right there. You know, because yeah. there is opportunity. What's Mike, what's one piece of advice you would give to a young person listening to this show that, that maybe they're thinking about um, starting a company or maybe they just uh, just launched something in an entrepreneurial venture? What's one piece of advice that you would give to young people in West Virginia? Well, um, I, I would give them the same advice I gave. Uh, we had a fellow that, that worked here that left us to go out and start his own uh, detailing firm, Jose. Yeah. Um, and Jose's a great guy. I was sorry to, from the personal standpoint, I was sorry to see him leave the company, but uh, I, I love the guy and he did, he did a great job for us and he's doing a great job on his own, starting his own business. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you, it's going to take work. You've got to stick to your knitting. You got, you got to identify what your expertise is and you have to do that mm. and take care of your customers mm. really really well. Yeah. And if you will do that and if you'll, you know, target your customers and you will do and you take care of them, then they'll take care of you by paying mm. their bills. Yeah. yeah. And and it's but gosh, go out there and start it. If you've yeah. got a great idea and you've got somebody that's willing to pay you to do it, mm. that you know, people have been doing that for 10,000 years. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and that's how they've taken care of their families for 10,000 years. And the thing that you say there, you know, it, what my takeaway was, you know, that, you know, you can have an idea, but you've got to execute on it, right? You, it's not just thinking up all these different ideas. You actually have to take a step. Uh, yes. You know, somebody talked to, uh, uh, in a conversation I was in recently, they said, you know, it's not a leap of faith. It's a step of faith. You don't have to yeah. jump. You know, that's the cool thing about, you know, our world today with the Internet and everything else that's going on. You can start something and build it slowly. You don't have to jump off the cliff and say, hey, I'm, I'm, every, I've, I've mortgaged my house and I've sold everything and I'm going to start my company. You could actually start it and see if there's a need out there. See if somebody will pay you for what you're bringing to the market, right? That's kind of right. that's neat. So I, I love your advice. That's, that's, that's excellent. What's one thing, Mike, that you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Well, um, uh, and this is a this is a little odd, uh, but I I go out in my my shop on the floor 
every day and I talk to people that I work with mm. um, every day. That's awesome. Because, mm. number one, I learn from them. Uh, number two, it grounds me mm. as to what's really important mm. because, you know, it, it, it's one mm. thing that the company needs to be successful so that mm. it can keep paying people's paychecks and that kind of stuff. Yes. But, but it's, it, it, it's the Carls and, and the Jameses and, and the Ansons and, you know, those guys that, that mm. you see that are doing the work Every day that is the mm. business. Yes, exactly. You know, you you can't be a business unless someone is going to send out an invoice. Someone <laughs> is going to collect a check and deposit it. Someone's going to do the finances. Someone's going to oh, deliver that piece of steel. So Somebody's good. going to unload it. So good. You, you, every single person in your organization is critical. And so that's why we just kind of rejoice in the people that we work with. I love it. Because, yeah. man, they are doing they're doing the job every yep, day. Absolutely. I used to have a, uh, an old, uh, a mentor of mine who's still around and he still talks to me quite, uh, quite often. And he said, he used to call that leadership by walking around. Mm. And that was his, uh, so I, I envisioned you talking to uh, James and Anson on the floor mm. there of your shop. And that was pretty, pretty powerful picture you just painted there. That's really cool. What's, uh, what's one book you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs, Mike? Well, I, I thought about um, a, a potential question like that, but there, there are a couple. Sure. Um, you know, good to great is a, is a, is a good mm. Um, mm. Hi- history as well as perspective. Mm. But we, we went through some, some management training a number of years ago, and there was a book called uh, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team. Mm. And, and I learned so much about, uh, management and getting your group small enough uh, that that you can really make some things happen and getting, you know, and there's some correlation between those two books because, um, you know, the good to great talks about making sure you have the right people on the bus That's and right. in the right positions. Exactly. And, and then, you know, the dysfunctions of a team, if you, if you got too many people that are mm. around the table, it, you can't really get s- something done. You, you know, you don't need very many in in critical positions mm. to to make decisions in an organization. Yeah, James so, James Collins, good to great, uh, is, yep. is on our list. Uh, I don't think anybody has recommended Patrick Lincioni's uh, five dysfunction of a team. We'll make sure that we have that on the resources well, and that, pe- section. And, and the last one yeah. I would say yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, is sure. uh, Goldratt's The Goal. Awesome. Uh, that was awesome. a pivotal book for me personally. Yeah. To understand um, what 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 the game really is, mm. Uh, mm. so that 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 was a that was a valuable resource for us. Mike, I want to ask you because uh, I, I want to have an opportunity for for you to talk about this because I'm I'm intrigued by it myself. But on your website, uh, you have a, a product called the Huntington Holddown, and that looks like a proprietary product that you guys came out with recently and I, w- I just wanted to ask you what what the heck is it and and what does it do well in the if you're familiar with the oil and gas industry yeah. and just a just a quick side note you know we've been around for over 100 years we used to be 
80% focused on the coal industry. You know, we used to have a facility in Logan, West Virginia and, yeah. you know, coal, whole, the coal country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're not, uh, we, we love the coal industry, always have, always will, but, um, there's just not a lot of stroke there. So, uh, we, we've gone into the oil and gas industry and, you know, when that pipeline comes out of the ground, and you're going to put it into a compressor station, mm. and they're going to recompress it, and clean the gas, and that kind of stuff. You got a whole bunch of pipes going different directions, going into these different compressors, and mm-hmm. and if you can envision this big old pipeline, um, not not the one, uh, not the the sixty or seventy two inch ones that that got um, knocked down in court, but yeah. but the smaller ones, you know, those things move. And yeah. you've got to hold those things in position hmm. because that pipe moves longitudinally. Yeah. You know, it moves along its length, not on its yep. side. Yep. And so we make these uh, hold downs uh, that are Teflon coated and specialized um, for that particular industry. And mm. that's a, a pretty new product that we kind of developed uh, on our own. And and our customers uh, asked us to do certain things. And so we were able to do those um, so, uh, we're really excited about that product. It's also a standalone, but we sell them a lot when we do compressor stations for our customers. Yeah, that's cool. That's just neat. And it's kind of a, a, a testament to, you know, your, your company's, your personal leadership and your team's leadership and finding that niche, listening to the customer, like you just talked about so eloquently and then delivering a product bringing it to market and i just think that's a really cool example of that and thanks for kind of kind of going a little off the off the, the storyline here but I, I wanted to talk about that and and give some props to uh, your team and their product development there i think that's really cool mike we've covered a lot in this interview is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about your story well the, i think the huntington steel story is really a story of the people mm-hmm. uh and and really of West Virginia because it's you know it's been here for a long time and and honestly Jim you if you took a look at the number of steel service centers uh, fabricators that have been around for you know as long as we have mm-hmm. it it wouldn't take two hands yeah to, in the country it's it's rare to be able to have something that's been doing. Uh, something similar for multi-generations. And it's really a testament to the people here uh, and, frankly, to my predecessors that have done it well. And and the full expectation with the team that we have here is they will continue to do it in the next generation. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. That's great. Mike, as we close up our time here, how can our listeners learn more about Huntington Steel and maybe even get in contact with you? Well, uh, easiest way, HuntingtonSteel.com. Uh, you can find us on the web, uh, and that gives all the contact information. Um, we'd be happy to come out and take care of you uh, and see what your needs are and, and create put some creative solutions together for you because it's it's not always simple but uh, we've always been able to make it happen for our customers 
That's awesome. And we'll have links to all that in the show notes section of the podcast. Mike, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is incredible. Since 1904 there in Huntington, of course, with the other locations in Morgantown and Pikeville, I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Mike Emerson and his company Huntington Steel in Huntington, West Virginia. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement and notes of support. That uh, means a lot to our team, and we are uh, grateful for that as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, our new weekly show. We've been doing this now for a couple of months. It's called The Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 to noon. It's a live show that we simulcast on Zoom on our Facebook platforms, and we're reaching a couple thousand folks with each episode of that. And we encourage you, if you're interested in business in West Virginia, get on board the Small Business Mastermind every Friday from 11 to noon. And we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.